the Endurance Asia podcast. Yo, take your red up because things ain't that bad. Maybe you should switch the target that you're aiming at. Believe perfection is a beast that they'll never catch. So never waste another day because life moves so fast. And a dream without pursuing, yo, they never last. Another shadow of regret I try to never cast. And always tell a truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Endurance Asia podcast. I'm your host, Scott Pugh, and this week we are joined by one of the top ultra runners based out of Singapore, Mr. Chris Timms, who, for those of you based here, would have seen his smiling face around Bukatima, um, welcoming and high-fiving many of the community out there. It was an absolute joy to catch up with him uh, on this chat. He's a top bloke top ultra runner and it's a really entertaining conversation uh we're also joined once again by mr rick stockfish at the end of the podcast to catch up as well so with that here is mr chris timms tell the truthful story if they ever ask stop the complaining because things ain't that bad mr chris timms Welcome onto the Insurance Asia podcast. Uh, how are you doing? Thank you very much, Scott. Glad to be here. Loving it. Yeah, and here being sitting here in the Red Dot Running Company store, it's good to be back in here once again. Um, and mate, it's good to sit down and have a chat with you. We've spent a lot of time out on the trails together over the last few months, and so I've been trying to get you on. And so it's good to finally sit down and have a get get, get a chat on record. It really is. It uh, yeah. This is the first time we've actually sat down. I think every time we've spent time together, we've just been tearing tearing up and down hills um yeah yeah in, in the sweaty sort of the climate that is singapore so it's good to be here yeah that's it mate and so firstly i mean i've been sort of aware of you for the last couple of years you've been smashing some of the races around the region uh, absolute pocket rocket you've been smashing it and so it'd be good to hear a bit of your background like i know you've been in, in in singapore for almost four years now but yeah where are you from and sort of like how did you first sort of get into get into running yeah, great. So, yeah, no, it's actually been nearly seven years now that is we've been in Singapore. Seven years, yeah. We I had think what I did is I looked on your LinkedIn profile and I saw that you... But how long have you actually... Because you're a yeah. teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Te- yeah, so, so teacher, teacher here, we, we moved over in 2016... Uh, we had a couple of years here, and then we went back to the UK for, for a year. So we had a bit of a break. Yeah. We had okay. a bit of a break. Uh, went back to the UK and, and then came back in, yeah, 2018. So, yeah, we've been here. I think they're approaching the end of our, our seventh year now. So, yeah, originally from the UK, obviously, north uh, northwest of England, Chester, um, great part of the world. But, we uh, yeah, we've been living in Singapore now for seven years, absolutely loving it here, loving the running. Um from uh, North Wales originally, but um, but yeah, lived in Chester for for for, for the best oh, part of my life. That'll explain why you're a Liverpool fan. That's man. it, yeah, mate. Yeah, that's, that's it. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Liverpool. Although, yeah, I used to be an Oldham Athletic fan, but no one had heard of those. I was born in Manchester, actually, but don't tell anyone. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so no, yeah, yeah. North Wales, then Chester, then Singapore. So here yeah. I am. Yeah. And so, when did you first get into running? Then, like, have you? Is it is it something from a young age, or is it come in sort of like latter years? Yeah, I would say I've always recreationally loved loved running. I think uh, you know, as a as a as a kid growing up in in Anglesey, North Wales, it was a great place to run. You know, we had beaches, we had sand dunes, we had a bit of a bit of a mountain there. It was great. Um, so I think I've always been involved in sort of running to some degree, cross country running, athletics in school, played football, fairly decent sort of level. But running's always been part of what 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 I've done. But I think. I've never really been serious about running until I came to Singapore. I think that was when it it became serious for me. Um, Yeah, yeah, which is strange, really, because it's the hostile environment to run in terms of humidity and heat. But... uh, Yes, we're, we're, yes. <laughs> there's a bit so of a suffer fest thing there, I think. You never used to do races when you were like back in the UK? Yeah, not so much, yeah. not so much. No, I, it was more of a recreational thing in the UK. So, um, yeah, I've never really got serious about it and, until Singapore. In fact, I did my... You know, I could do my first ultramarathon in Singapore kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, what was, was your first? Uh, yeah, what, what was it? I think it was the McRitchie, one of the McRitchie, the old McRitchie ones, the MR sort of, uh, it might have been an, a McRitchie, on oh, the North Face one, it might have been the North Face one at okay. McRitchie, like a 50k. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of walking, you know, that wasn't, it was just to sort of finish. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah, never did, and then I was never really into the long distance stuff in the UK, just, just kind of evolved since it became... Uh, yeah, move to the hottest place on the planet. Let's let's do ultramarathons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, 
Because, I mean, it's really been in the last couple of years that you've been all of a sudden starting travelling around the, the region. And so, like, what kind of instigated you to sort of step it up? And to did you, like, have a good performance in a race? And you were like, hold on a second, I've got, a, like, a, 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 you know, I'm pretty good at this. And Yeah, I can't, I can't remember which race it was, but it was the kind of first... Do you know what? I do remember it. It was the sundown... It was a sundown marathon in... Um, it was in Johor in, in maybe 20... 2018 2017 it was thing yeah. it was the first sundown they'd done there and it was the marathon and and uh, I, I found myself weirdly in in sort of third place and i got on a podium that day first po- first real podium that i'd ever yeah. had and i got on the stage with this giant check and and a trophy <laughs> and it felt really great you know and uh, yeah I, I think that was the first the first podium i ever had but it was just brilliant it, it was like a really kind of uh, momentous occasion that made me think actually i I could do okay at this if I if I train yeah. hard and I and I and I push hard I I can do okay and I think that was the the th- thing that gave me the nudge you know to really kind of push on and and I think how you see yourself on the start line I think that's a re- mentally I think there's a lot of there's a lot of um, mental sort of prep that's involved in in sort of ultra trail running and I think how you see yourself on that start line as a podium finisher or just someone that's there to make up the numbers and finish. Yeah. I think that that for me has been a, a, a real game changer, you know, how you yeah. see yourself on the start line. And yeah, since that that moment sort of thinking, yeah, I can podium if I if I try hard has really changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with that, like did since then did you start to sort of like ramp up your training and start to have a bit more structure around it? This is something we've kind of discussed yeah, a, yeah, a, really a bit a, like of late. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. obviously you've like yeah, you've been doing extremely well at the kind of up to sort of 50k distances, right? You've, you've, um, yeah, you've podiumed quite a few races around, around the region. And uh, so, yeah, what, how has your sort of training evolved since that first sundown podium? Yeah, I think, you know, you know I think I've trained properly since, since that moment. I think, you know, you go online, you can find some good training programs. You can go on Strava, Strava stalk some great athletes yeah. and see what their training program looks like. And... You know, I, I think you combine people's best practice, find find a little bit of a, a harmony with yourself, really. And, and I'd say my, my training diet really consists of kind of, you know, time in the hills, uh, some speed work on the track, and then, you know, time in the trail, you know, a bit of tempo work and, and some long distance stuff as well. But I have a busy career. I have three little kids. You know, I, I do the training when I can. And, and I guess yeah. that's why I love running so much is because I can fit it around I can pick up my shoes at 10 o'clock at night and go out and do a tempo run you know I've got I've got time and flexibility around my my work day to to run I can't do other sports because you've got to commit to a time so yeah, yeah. um yeah I think f- from from that moment I think you know you try and train I try and clock 50 to 70k uh, a, a week I I know you know my friends I know you, you you're clocking more than that yourself the ideal would be 100k a week but I think you do what you can with the time that you've got and you try yeah. and balance the training out to meet the needs of the races that you've got coming up. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the sort of approach I adopt, I would say. Um, currently, I, I my training is, you get yourself to a level of fitness and performance and, you know, I, my, my, my races at the moment are my training because yeah. that kind of keeps me sharp. So I'm, I'm trying to race every couple of weeks at the moment. Uh, around the sort of 50k mark and it's race season at the moment so I've got myself up to a level I believe that is fairly near my sort of best shape and I'm just trying to ride the wave of, of races at the moment for a yeah. few weeks. So. Well, I mean, we can we can we'll talk a little bit in, a, in about last year's ATR, but but right at the moment, I mean, the last couple last few weekends, you've been absolutely crushing it. So you did the um, yeah the Singapore. There was a 25k. Yeah, uh, the UTSG. That, UTSG that was a nice and yeah. X-Trail Blazers race that they organised. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice race and a nice distance. I mean, I, I've got to be honest. You know, I'm, I'm not the tallest guy in the world, and I, I think the ups, I think where there's a, a great deal of, of, of technical elevation, I think, I, I don't say I struggle with that, but I don't think it's my strength. Yeah. I think the trail, um, sort of 35 to 75K, fairly flat, fast trail is my is my sort of area. So that 35K UTSG one was perfect. It was McRitchie. It was out to Chestnut, T15. It was a quick race, you know. It was hot, yeah. but it was a really, 
sort of perfect race for, for me, you know, and it was a nice one, nice training race. Yeah, so. your pace was ridiculous. I think you were doing like, you clocked 4.30 pace for like the entire 35k race on trail. And even though it is flat, it's still like reasonably lumpy. I mean, what was, there's probably like seven, 800 meters of elevation or so in that Yeah, course. yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was actually, but there wasn't, there's not a point where, where you really have to slow down. In Singapore, fortunately, everywhere, every up, you know, it, it, it's, it's undulating. So you know that you don't, it's not really going to kill your time yeah. that much because wherever there's a little up, there's a little down. You can balance that out. Rifle Range Road is a great example of that. You know that if you, you kick the ups, you're going to get a nice down. So you, you sort of you pull yourself. You get the rest on yeah, the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I think I prefer that, that distance and that sort of pace. Uh, but that was a good, that was a really good start of the season race because I think it shows you how, fast you can go in the trails you know? yeah um, it must have been a good confidence builder because you've obviously won it and you won it by a good half an hour or so as well yeah 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 it was inclusive it was an inclusive race that one um i was i was hoping for a little um a little bit more challenge but it was great you know it was a really lovely community event the the trailblazers yeah. did a great job of putting that on uh yeah top event worked really well i do that one again i think they've got another couple of races coming up and you've if you've not signed up for those, get 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 involved. You know, yeah, good races. And, and this weekend just gone, you were out in Sumatra, like last minute, just yeah, went on, sort of jumped yeah, yeah. on a plane and headed down to headed down to Indonesia. Yeah, the Asia Trailmaster. So I did that last year. I got involved for the first time. Chris is awesome. You know, the races that they put on are fantastic. They have candidate races and they have points races. Um, yeah. Um, and this year, I want to try and build up enough points so that I make the final in. It's in Indonesia somewhere in December up a volcano, which sounds super exciting. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I was going to say, where is the final race I this think year? It's, it's around the Bromo. It's okay. not Bromo, but it's, um, it, it's a volcano in Indonesia, not far from Bromo, but um, that's the final, um, I think, at the start of December. So I'd yeah. really love this year to have enough points to be able to make that. And one of the benefits of podium top 10 last year in the finals was you got free entry to all the races this year which is fantastic so yeah. chris has been brilliant you get free entry to all the races to all of the atm races wow yeah, yeah, you yeah. can just rock up you can one. rock up to the races you've got yeah. to give him good notice but chris has been fantastic at making that happen so yeah i've got right. another two over the summer uh you know you, you chip away at the podiums and then you, you build your points up but there's some great runners you know really yeah. the best trail runners in asia are involved in that so you know. yeah we've had chris on a, f a couple of times and i'm a big fan of like the the atr the asia trail masters uh, just in terms of how it really does enable like a, both like uh, many events to sort of get on the radar for a sort of international runners and yeah just and and they pull together some incredible races as well don't they but um yeah and what are the other ones you've got in the atr um asia trail master asia season? trail master so i've uh, yeah i've signed up for two i've got another two coming up in in a few weeks uh mantra summits which is an atm yeah. in surabaya and then there's the dieng trail run in in july which is an atm and then there's penang you got penang eco yes. in august and there is Bali Ultra in August as well, which sounds incredible. I wanted to do that last year, but I didn't get a chance. And then there's obviously MMTF. So I think I've got five ATM races this year that hopefully should give me enough points to get on the on the board. So yeah, yeah. Really, really excited about that. But what um, distances are each of those you're going to do? Uh, between the 50 and 100 mark. So yeah. I think how it works with the points, uh, usually there's a few distances and Chris picks the one that he thinks is is the the main event you know he picks yeah. the main event it's normally the longer one that he chooses it often so, is yeah, yeah, yeah but i think he's trying to mix it up so that it doesn't always favor the longer run i think he's trying to yeah. trying to mix it about a little bit so um yeah i think uh, that'll be awesome going you know I, I i'd say you know my favorite race from last year was the mount apo atm finals yeah. because of the quality that were there yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Had john ellis you had jeff you had you know, Alessandro, you had Milton, Arnie, the full... Yeah, like, Vanya, you had... Oh, uh, you, you the had, best uh, runners, yeah. The, the Vietnamese lady as well. Oh, ha -ha. Ha -ha. Yeah, yeah ha -ha. incredible. What Arif, a... the, the lot, all of the best names in trail racing from Asia on that race so you and know. you finished top 10 as well 10? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. really Which, pleased about that and a really challenging course i mean we it's spoke tough. to a few people after it and just the the down the, the top like 
bolder part of the oh, top sounded treacherous. Brutal. It was brutal. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think Jeff took a Jeff Campbell Jeff took did. a big yeah, fall yeah. on the way down. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounded pretty dangerous. Almost. Uh, it was, you know, do you know what? It, it was da- it was dangerous, but not not to the point where it felt unsafe. You know, I, I sort of funny story about it. Actually, I haven't told you this one, but you know, it's Mount Apo, right? It, you think, oh, we're going to run up a mountain, and it all kind of came together a little bit last minute. You know, it wasn't. Uh, there wasn't a great deal of, um, you know, information about you. Know, the course and everything was all laid out enough. And, you know, you start the race, you go up Mount Apo, and, you know, uh, uh, so you come through the jungle, you come through this forest, and you're like, ah, oh, boulders, okay, it's a mountain. You know, there's boulders on a mountain. And it starts getting really warm, you know. I was like, wow, you know, I, I know it's, it's hot in the Philippines, but it was getting really warm. And I was like, these boulders are hot, you know, hot. And then you smell sulfur. You're like, hold on a minute. And then you look up, and it's, it's yellow and you can see the sulfur and you're like, I'm on a volcano. This is a volcano. volcano yeah. So some of us didn't realize actually that Mount Apo was a, was an active volcano till we were in on the Shit. volcano. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it was all a pretty awesome race. But um, I would say that was my standout race of the year where, you know, I have a, a belief that you become what you're around, you know, in, in life, yeah. you surround yourself with people that are slightly better than you, more knowledgeable, more experienced yeah. that you kind of, you know, they raise the bar for you. You become what you're around to some degree. And I think yeah. when you're around runners of that standard that you, you, you know, you step it up, you, yeah. you, you don't want to embarrass yourself. You know, you want to kind of put on a performance and, and I really believe that that's one of the quickest tickets to doing well at lots of things is just to surround yourself and put yourself in, put yourself out there in the position where you're running against, you know, top, top, top quality runners. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was awesome. Still. I think that's fantastic advice. Like, uh, yeah, and when it, and that's why I loved like training with you occasionally and, uh, and getting out with you over the last few months is because yeah, you surround yourself with really good runners and you need to step it up. I mean, there is an argument though, that for training, you like, I think you, I, a lot of my training, I focus on my own heart rate zone and then, and it's the same. And if you get to a start line, if you're focusing on the people around you too much, you'll end up like either right. going out way too hard and absolutely like slamming yourself and just it being a death march in the second half. Um, but that tends to yeah. be your actual, that the way that you seem to race, you just go out for hell to the leather. And I mean, you sent me this race in Sumatra last weekend. <laughs> your heart rate was in 200 plus for the yeah. first 10K, wasn't it? But you run super hot. Yeah, like it's crazy high heart rate that yeah. you maintain for such a long time as well. You've got, you've got a crazy physiology in that way. I was yeah, like, I think you, yeah, your body get. I mean, for me personally, you know, I've, 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 I've done this sort of an, uh, stats analysis you know the treadmill test and all that stuff and and actually when it, it's, like you've done the lactate threshold yeah, and yeah, yeah. fuel the, efficiency the and plugged stuff in, yeah. you know you, you which i'm really interested in the stats and and knowing what your body's doing at any moment and how you can sustain it uh you know i'm, I'm sort of quite science and research based and you know I, I see it as changing the gears and being able to change the gears in a race because actually you don't know when you're going to need to change the gears you know you don't know who you're going to be racing against if you've just gone out for a plod you know yeah. you follow the same script right but but you got someone on your shoulder, on the ups, and you, you know you, you gotta you gotta be able to, to, to change the gears some uh, some races. So, I think the more I practiced running at different paces in different altitudes and climates and hills, and I think that then gives you the confidence if you need to go off the script on a race, yeah. you can do it with confidence and say, you know, what, I've trained for this, or I raced like this before, or I'm going to go for it here because I'm confident enough to be able to be claw it back if I do go hard on this. So, yeah, yeah look, it's it's um, it's maybe not textbook um, textbook training, but it, it works for me at the moment. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think when we were out training together, that was one thing with just that you were you're pushing really hard. I'm like, oh, Chris, can you just slow down yeah. a little bit and I'm, and ask what your heart rate was? And it's like 160 or something. I'm like, whoa, you're running really hot, but you were just not even breathing. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was told that you know when we were when we were growing up, you know. It was the whole 220 minus your age formula. And yeah, is, that, is your peak yeah, yeah. heart rate. Yeah. And that's not, you know, it's it's all about, you know, your, your zones, knowing what your maximum heart rate is, then allows you to redefine the zones. You know, there's typical yeah. zones and we kind of, we work from what we think are the zones, but actually, unless you know your, your full maximum heart rate, you can't, you know, knowing exactly what your zones are, I think, you know, you know, you're, you're, I'm running at one one six five, and you're running at one three. You know, I'm, your heart rate's too high, but it's all relative. I think. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. Pe- and people know in their zones. I think yeah. that's 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 uh, you know something I, th- I would advise anybody. You know, do the do the do the test. Get get go go to you know pay the money. 
but get get plugged in. Look at look at your lactate threshold. Look at your VO2 max. Look at your maximum heart rate. Get the stats. Get the numbers, and then you can really make your training purposeful. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Uh, yeah, fuel efficiency is a good one. I mean, you could actually, the sort of 180 minus your age is, often it lands somewhere around there, but everyone's different. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, like, if you can't afford to do the testing, that's a guidance for your zone yeah, too. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. But it's worthwhile yeah, going yeah. and going and see like Ben down at Coast. Yeah, 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 going, yeah, yeah. Going, uh, get it sussed out, yeah. Yeah. One thing I really, uh, has really impressed me about you is your, is how great you are at building community. I mean, we're sitting here in Red Dot Running Store and you are an ambassador here. But actually with the recent Race the Mountain Go Ultra, like every, I think it was every other Saturday, you would get a whole group of people together to come out and do training. But I think you just do a fantastic job of like bringing people out and getting people together. I'm interested sort of what that means to you and how you think about it. I don't know whether that comes from you being a teacher or like, but where where does that kind of focus on community come from? Yeah, you know, I I think... For me, I, I have, you know, three or four main passions. You know, my first one is, is my family. Um, I, I love my work. I love my job. You know, education is, is really important to me. Um, but then I love, I love nature. I love running and I love people. And I think in Singapore, you know, you go out for a weekend run and it brings nature, people and running together. They're, you know, Bucket yeah. Team a Hill on a Saturday is exactly those three things. You know, yeah. it brings the running community and everybody having a shared goal, a shared purpose, that shared love of what they do, I think is a really powerful thing. And one, I think Singapore is, you know, people are too small and it's too, but actually it works in, in its favor because it's a, it's a community. Yeah. You know, it's a really tight, close-knit community where, yes, there's six million people that live here, but you got a bucket team of hill. You're seeing the same people every weekend. You're yeah. saying hi, high-fiving, you know, selfies together. It's a really brilliant place. And I think COVID, COVID to some degree, you know, in a few years we'll look back and say, oh, you know, COVID was a nightmare. But COVID brought many great things. One of them was, was the kind of kick that people needed, the realization that being outdoors, yeah. doing loops of bucket team of hill actually makes them feel great. Seeing other people makes them feel great. Those days where we were locked in our condos and we could only stare at the four walls, you know? Yeah. But then we could have our hour outside the house where you'd see, you know, you'd realize, oh my goodness, look at the trees. Look at, look at how great I feel running up the hill. Look at, look at the community that I'm in. And I think to some extent, I think COVID has given us all a bit of a nudge to be able to do the things that we love. And for me, the things I love on the weekend, spending time with my family, outdoors, nature with people you know and, yeah. and it ticks singapore wherever you go to run ticks those boxes it really does you know yeah. some people argue oh, it's too busy mate richie's too busy you know there's too many people here my bucket team of hills too busy people are there it's great you know it's really great being out amongst um amongst the people so yeah. um and like honestly your energy is infectious when you're out there like you're literally hi hi saying hello to everyone and you really want to bring people in and like uh, and i think sometimes sort of running it will be a little bit clakey at times but i think you do a really great job of like bringing bringing people together and it's uh yeah it's a joy to see and i think like people yeah like people really respond well Thank to you. it so no, i i appreciate that, that what you do for the running community in in singapore um, and yes, we mentioned you'd like organise sort of running groups around the mountain goat, um, a crazy challenge that, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the crazy Ben Swee came up, or, uh, came up with and obviously Red Dot, uh, Red Dot Running Company were uh, one of the main sort of sponsors of it. So I think as an ambassador, you were like, OK, right, I'm not only going to do it, but I'm going to get people to come out and train for it as well. But um, but yeah, I mean, what um, what was kind of your goal for the for the challenge and doing it? You know what? My, my initial goal, I did it, I think I did it the two previous years, you know, at this oh, I point. I did it both. Okay, I think I did. I, did. I think I did. Uh, maybe just one of them. I can't remember. But um, at this point, we need to we need to give Ben Swee some stick for, for being such a sadistic uh, guy. Oh. He, he, he makes us do these things, you know, and and actually, you know, I, I, I love that he's made us do these things, you know, actually through COVID, let's face it, he yeah. got a lot of us through it with these crazy events, running around the island, running up hills. But yeah. what I love about about the Mountain Goat one, a few things, actually. Well, I mentioned the one about, you know, being outside nature and, and things. The level of challenge it gives you, it's hard, it's tough. And you know what? We all thrive off, off a, we all thrive off a challenge. Mm -hmm. And 
and it makes us feel good when we when we meet those challenges and i think what i love about the mountain goat is that that challenge is so personal to you you can do one loop and be over the moon with it yeah. you can do 20 loops and be disappointed you know so you yeah. can really bespoke that challenge around what's what's purposeful for you and and for me the challenge was beat it being better than i was last year that's always my challenge it's a bit cliche and and yes i'm a competitive runner but i always try and be better than i than myself i always try and get a pb in every race i do it's not possible i appreciate and but that's my primary goal is to beat me and then if i beat somebody else doing it brilliant so this year you know nancy threw down that 19 that gauntlet early doors you know it was we were all talking about what is possible what is possible in 12 hours on on bucket team hill with that new route and just and to remind people of the concept of the of the actual challenge so it's a three and a half k loop around booker team hill and and honestly i think that it, it's a, the that it was the vol, uh, routes evolved over the last couple of years but this year it was almost like an a reverse s shape but i don't think in that distance you could get any more elevation around Bukatima, no. right it was like maximized elevation for distance right yeah so yeah three and a half k route um, it's about 250 meters elevation for that. Yeah, 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 250, 260. Yeah, and and to do as many of the loops within 12 hours, and you have the, the, the first round of it, you have a month to be able to lodge uh, a, a total amount of laps within yeah. that first month. Yeah. So as you say, Nancy. Yeah, put, Nancy. Put, yeah. Yeah, laid down the uh, laid the first down the time. Gauntlet, you know, yeah. he went out early doors with with a 19 without an outrageous 19 effort. And, you know, I hadn't seen, yeah, they changed the route and stuff, but I think Jean, Jean won it on 18 the year before, perhaps. Re, I think yeah, I, yeah. I might have got 17. Um, and, you know, and the hills aren't really my, th- they're not really my thing. Um, but I, I, I like that. I like that they're not my thing. So, you know, what, what, what the pe- you know, find something hard and, and go and do it, right? So find something you're not good at and, and go and do it yeah. multiple times and you get better at it. And it's really true, you know, so... What I love about the, that that particular challenge, and for anybody that's keen on signing up next year, I would, I would highly recommend it. Is is that you know, it, it it's loops, which means you don't have to carry stuff. You know, yep. and no one likes carrying bags in in Singapore, any any sort of tropical country because it's hot. Um, you know, loops are, are manageable. It's it's great. You know, after every thirty minutes or so, you're doing another loop. It feels good. It's achievable. Um, and you know it's just a great community event, and and it and it, it means you can do it when, whenever you want. You can go and practice it for a couple of hours after work. Um, but my my target was, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be the first, one of the first people to do twenty loops. You know, I remember saying saying this yeah. to you, Scott, on that first. Nancy had got nineteen. You know, time was running out on that on that first phase. Nineteen was the winner. You know, and I went into that. To, to, to the first phase of the challenge this year wanting to do 20 loops because no one had done it before you know yeah. so that was my initial target to beat myself last year but also to beat beat that 20 loops uh, yeah. target and I mean one of the things I really loved about it is that there were I think we both went out and did it on the last effectively the last day that's it but there were a load of people doing yeah, it in the yeah, same yeah, day yeah. so it was a real community there were lots uh, lots of crew down the bottom uh, and there was probably like five or six on that or maybe a slightly more on that last day that were putting in their efforts and it becomes almost like a race because we all went off at 7am yeah, in the morning was, and yeah, we all yeah. went out together and I remember going off and you, like in classic Chris <laughs> Tim style, went off hard. And, uh, and then the, yeah, I think you did the first six hours. I think you, you did around like 12 loops or so. Mm, and fast. you were just absolutely smashed it. And I kept on saying to you, Chris, mate, slow you down. Did, slow you did. Down, you slow did down. tell me that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, thinking that you're going to blow up at some point. And, um, and yeah, I'm, you are like, I wouldn't be able to keep up anywhere near you on a flat course. Um, but, you know, I've got daddy long legs. Like, and, and like the, doing up hills is like I can, I can sort of plod on for a while. But yeah, as that first, um, yeah, that first round went towards the sort of second half of it i think we got rain on that day as we well did. so it cooled in the afternoon yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. which uh which yeah it was a hot day but it got it definitely cooled down but yeah you sort of started to i think you were so focused on doing 20 loops that when you knew that was kind of in the bag yeah. you started to slow down a bit then yeah you? a couple of things here and this is you know for the listeners benefit scott's really good at bigging uh, other people up and he's probably done it on every single one of his podcasts so far but you know i'm going to spend a couple of moments bigging scott up here because actually um you know he he 
you were awesome that day. You were awesome that day. I, I went out super hard and my tactic, I never told you this, but was to, you know, it wasn't to beat you, but I wanted to put enough. The, the beauty of loops is you can see how far someone is behind you yeah. or, or how far ahead. Okay. And progressively over the first half of the race, I was putting in, I was getting further and further away from you, you know, yeah. and I could see at one point that we were about half a loop. Behind, you know every yeah, single which is loop, like 15 minutes yeah yeah or so, it's an extra yeah. 20 meters it's an extra 20 meters here and you're getting further and further back and up to the halfway point i probably had about half a loop over you which is about 20 minutes okay yeah. now at that point i, I sort of thought that ah, he's 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 not gonna you know scott at, at best gonna maintain he's not gonna go any quicker um i can afford to slow down a little bit but the second half you had, I, I slowed down a little, but you just crept, you just kept going the same speed that you, your consistency over 12 hours, elevation, heat was just phenomenal. And yeah. it was that that I, 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 I couldn't match that. You know, I, I dropped, I, I managed 20 loops, which I was happy with, but to get, was it 20? Did you do 21? I did 21. 21. Yeah. No, no, sorry, 22, on that, 22 on that first one. Yeah, and, and I had like three minutes, four minutes to spare. Which is incredible. Yeah. So I, yeah. you know, to get, for me to be that far ahead of you and then you to just keep on. And then as soon as you saw me dropping back then, you were like, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to keep going here. And it kept getting, it was the reverse of the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then I, there were parts where, because I think when you do a loop, you know, you know exactly how long it's supposed to take you each one. And yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. like, everyone, you're like, okay, that took me 32 minutes, yeah, that yeah, took yeah, me 33. Yeah. And then yeah. you know the bits that you, okay, I have to run this bit yeah, to be able yeah, to keep yeah, up yeah. the pace. Yeah. And you just get like a rhythm going. You where do. You're like, you know, to be able to do a similar time, this is where you need to push. Yeah. This is where you can actually rest a little bit walking up. And so, and yeah, just to like, to be consistent there. And there are a few bits like the drag going up and I saw you walking and I'm yeah. like, no, you need to keep running. Keep yeah. running, I yeah. know, I know. And I was trying to push you on that um on, on that occasion but then then i think you were like look i'm fine i think you'd been you'd gone out pretty hard you were kind of cooked in the, in I, the, yeah. you know what and, and part of me scott you know I, I i i got to the point where i was actually buzzing for you you know you deserved that day you deserved to go, to beat me because you you train you, you did 21 hard. in the end didn't i did you? i did 21 yeah yeah but, I did, but you had it. but you had enough uh you had enough time I had enough to for do another loop for the, another yeah. loop but, but i yeah. chose you know i i, I would have struggled with another loop but i was buzzing for you because you you know you, that day belonged to you you absolutely creamed it and i think that was a, just a great example of consistent hit hill running at yeah. a really steady pace you know you you nailed it that was a great performance and i think for me the the like goal going into it was just it was a training run it was, it was purely yeah. i mean i was going up towards h1 the yeah, hardcore yeah, 100 yeah. and i was like it makes sense to go and do a good 12 hour to get a maximum yeah, yeah, yeah. amount of elevation in so it was a good excuse to go and get the elevation but i was very much focused on not pushing too hard yeah. i was like ever my heart rate went over 150 152 three i'd be like just Rain calm it, it down yeah, so yeah. i was tried to maintain in that but but also it because it, and after doing it, I was like, I was pretty done in. Like I, my legs were pretty, uh, like I was very tired after. And I was kind of like, there's no way I'm coming back for the showdown. No. Like it was just one training run. But also you needed to finish just top five to make it through That's to the right. showdown, right? Yeah. So you didn't really need no. to. I mean, last, the year before Jean-Henri, I think he finished like third or fourth. But then it was like, it doesn't really matter because you get right. to come into the to the showdown. But then once you're in it, I was like, no, nah, it's going to be too close to H1. I'm probably not going to do it. And then I like yeah. kind of worked out my diary and like, okay, I can do it and have two weeks prior to yeah, H1. Yeah, yeah. So there's probably enough to be able to still do a taper. Um, and for you, did you, like you had a couple of fast, shorter races That's coming right. up as well, right? But so I, t I did mine um, fairly early on in the second window. Yeah. So I think I did it in like the second or third, I did it on the Wednesday when it started on yeah, the, that weekend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that was around the third or fourth of, of May. And you did, you're doing yours on, your, on the fifth, the final one yeah on yeah, yeah. i wanted to leave it as long as i could because it just were races and stuff yeah, yeah but yeah. I, i'd had i've been in australia for a couple of weeks and hadn't had any elevation yeah, in yeah. and was running fast but then i got back to singapore i did one training run and i was like just i've dnf to training yeah, run. i was yeah, like yeah. oh this isn't great 
but then came out and, and then I did it on the uh, on the Wednesday and it was me and Nancy and I did it on the same day yeah. and uh, and having done it before you know exactly what you need to do and like I sort of did a similar pace but I also the first time I did a 10 minute break in the middle but then uh, you tell me yeah, you don't need to do breaks like just crack on through and so I realized that actually I was probably going to need that 10 minute yeah. break like yeah. as time so I did, um, but I was bang on 11 laps in um, in sort of uh, 11 hours 50 yeah, minutes. Yeah. So I was on I was on sort of on track for another 22 laps. Yeah. Uh, but then the then the, it started getting really hot, and yeah. I was just like, oh no, this is. I had a feeling then at halfway I might DNF this, and then all of a sudden the heavens opened really? for like the next three hours, <laughs> and that is just yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. And then all of a sudden it just gives you wind in the sail. That's it's cool. like okay cooled down a couple of degrees and and I was able to just then maintain um and you came out and then I, I actually uh, uh, had, uh, Henry Lekkonen came out to sort of support me for the last couple of hours and I was on track like 32 33 minutes to be able to do 22, 22 laps I remember, yeah. yeah and then I got down to like the last um that I like he, he was pacing me and I was just I got down and I had I started a couple of minutes late so you have to finish by 7 p.m so the last lap, I got, did 21 laps and I had 32 minutes to get in a 20 second lap and my legs were cooked and yeah. I was just like, I, and I just thought like 21's enough. If I, I, I could push and I could probably just yeah, scrape yeah, in, could, but could. then I knew that I had H1 come yeah. in and I don't want to bury myself. No. And then, and then afterwards, and then you you saw Nancy over to do 19 laps and you came down and you're like, Scott, what are you doing? Why didn't you go again? <laughs> and then like, I, I kind of justified it by doing 21 laps if you because I knew you were going to potentially like beat me and I, I was pretty confident you'd be able to beat me a couple of weeks later but um I knew if you got there and had had the same amount of time or like if you had a couple minutes more you were definitely going to beat me and then if you had any time less there's no way you would have been able to do a 30 minute lap as the last no one way. so I was like you'd need to be in like a two yeah. minute delta yeah, to be yeah, able yeah, to, to be able right. to beat me. If you're any more than that, then you'd definitely yeah, beat me. Yeah, so yeah. it didn't make much difference by no. going and cooking and like actually like smashing myself no. for that last lap. Um, no, it didn't, but it was brilliant. It was but brilliant. yeah, and it was good to yeah, have you out there. And, and you, were, you were pacing Nancy and, and Henry was pacing me and it was like, it was really cool It was day. awesome, mate. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it really was. But, but then, you, so you came out a couple of weeks later and there was a few people um, attempting on, on the, no, so it was, uh, it was yeah, you Yeah, it was Derek. It was the hot Derek. one, was it? It was Derek and, is it Trung? What's the, there, was, a, there, was, there was five that started it. It was uh, Wang Lee, uh, Faith, uh, Derek and uh, and another guy, uh, five of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hot. It, we, you know, you you get the weather. It was that, it was that sort of really. I mean, it's always hot, isn't it? But it was really hot that day. And yeah, it just cooked. It. Cooked. I needed to go at a pace, a certain pace to hit twenty two, and I went at that pace, and it was fine. And I was okay actually. I was okay in the heat at a similar pace. In fact, almost exactly the same pace as last time. Yeah. But. I didn't have a lot left then to be able to go any quicker in the second half. And I think I ended up with 21 loops, about, same as you, but about 17 minutes behind your yeah. time. So, so it was so close. And it was I, close. I came out to support you. And you, you were awesome. on it, man. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. have made it and you just needed to maintain that 33 minutes I know. Um, I every lap. Yeah, I needed the odd little stop and the odd little walk. Uh, but but again, you didn't get any rain in the afternoon, no, and it was hot. Yeah, we heard we heard the tempting sound of thunderclouds yeah, in, the but distance, just in the distance, but it was so frustrating. In fact, Maliki came out and and uh, I think he said, "Oh, it's, it's, it's raining over there." You know, he came out and he just got wet, and I was like, "Oh!" But uh, no, it was brilliant, mate. It was brilliant, and you know, I, I whether you know, I wasn't too fast to finishing first, second. It was just what it has done, Scott. And I don't know whether you feel this. I've got a really great aerobic base on the back of the training yeah. and the mountain goat stuff i'm tackling hills now like i never tackled them before and yeah. you know you see people at bucket team hill with ski poles like it's the only for the listeners that that aren't um based in singapore it's our only hill you yeah. know people that have got trail races and hill races around the world they train at bucket team hill because that's our only elevation and you see people with ski ski poles and all sorts there yeah. but it, you know, jokes aside, it really does give you what you need to be able to tackle the hills, um, yeah. you know, in, in other countries. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's great. It was a great, it was good fun. It was good community race. And it was also, um, yeah, just good training awesome. for both of us. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. The, the only thing is, because doing H1, 
the hills there. I mean, there was a hill oh, that we climbed was 1,800 meters. And it's just relentless. Yeah. And you're used to just going up and then I down know. pretty quickly. And just the, the never-ending hills are a little bit more challenging. And but. the technical stuff I found in, in Bukit Lawang this weekend, you know, when you've got routes and, you know, that, that being able to descend technical routes, it doesn't, you know, they're steps, right? It's easy. Yeah. You, you lock into a rhythm and bounce down the steps. But when you're going down technical trail hills, you know, where you've got roots and branches and trees to grab onto, uh, it doesn't replicate that that well, but it gives you the elevation, I guess, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. No, there were some, there were some great performances. And, and Wiley, she uh, she put in incredible. like, was she put in 19? She did laps? 19. Yeah, the girl yeah. is incredible. Yeah, yeah incredible she's really strong. Um, yeah, yeah. And no, it was, it, was, uh, it was a really, really fun challenge. And you got your kids out as well. Like kids two of did your it. kids yeah, did three laps. Your yeah. wife did a couple of laps. I know, as well. yeah. They all did the whole family. Yeah, Ben, ben was loving it. We had a family pack. It was like family order. So we got all our race numbers through all together, which is great. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in their bad books, actually, because I was like, yeah, you get a medal. You know, to the kids, I was yeah, like, yeah. do a few loops, you can have a medal. Um, didn't have any medals. It was just T-shirts this year. So uh, yeah, anyway, they, they're happy with the I'm interested how you do get your family involved in it as well. Like, Because, I mean, obviously, you spend a lot of weekends doing it. But I, I mean, you've got an incredible uh, social social media content. But every every weekend, you're like getting your uh, kids involved in some degree of like duathlon race or something. Like, How do you inspire them to be able to get involved as well? Yeah. Especially in something you're really passionate about. But um, you manage to get them on board. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, it's against their will sometimes. It's against yeah, yeah. their will. But... Yeah, I think I think my son Isaac, he he's the most keen. You know, he he wants to be faster than me. He's got like a he's tried to plot out some sort of like age correlation whereby the point he'll become quicker than me. You know, he reckons when he's sixteen or eighteen and I'm fifty, he he reckons that's a good crossover. So that's the yeah, point. Yeah, so he wants to be. He's his training old man. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, training for brilliant. that. Uh, and then the girls, they just love being out. To be fair, I think they love. Yeah. You know what? I think they love being together as a family, and if if it means having to climb up a mountain to be part of it then yeah. then they do but they're they're pretty outdoorsy kids we've we've always been that way i think you know i was saying to jess my wife the other day we we've created monsters like they don't want to just sit down and watch tv you know they're like let's let's go outside let's go exploring so, which is great That's but amazing yeah but uh yeah not all the time so um yeah and Je- jess your long-suffering wife oh, i mean she was out like she was out like hanging around I waiting know, for two to three yeah, hours yeah, on, yeah, on, she's on, amazing. on mother's day it was she's I mean, amazing it, it was Aussie mother's yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 i think i said that on the uk mother's day as well like, yeah, yeah. we'll celebrate the next one but <laughs> no she's pretty awesome i mean yeah, she's super supportive and allows me, which, you know, allows me to do the stuff I do. But yeah, I, I do owe a, 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 a lot of, um, you know, I do owe, owe Yeah, I think, I think we all do those, uh, our significant others that allow yes. us to do these endurance sports. She's um, amazing. And we talk, I mentioned your sort of social media content. You've got incredible, you're so good at posting on, I think you've got one of the best follows, like, uh, apart from Natalie Dow, I think you're oh, like, it's one yeah. of the best social media content. Like, uh, you, you capture so uh, of my, so much of the wildlife in Singapore. I, I think it must because you're lower to the ground than me. Right, you're like, be you careful. To, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you seem to like catch all the snakes, all the. Yeah. And you're, you're like twice as fast as me, but you also always seem to like spot the amazing wildlife, whether it be snakes, yeah. birds, monkeys. I mean, it's like, amazing, right? I'm from the UK. We see like, I don't know, snails and stuff, you know, in the yeah, UK. We yeah. come here, we see snakes and pangolins and all sorts. So, yeah, yeah I think part of it is being fascinated by by my surroundings here right it's incredible yeah. like you, yeah. you know you look in the undergrowth and you, you you see snakes and all sorts of cool stuff so yeah I, I think you know a couple of things one the kids are amazing at spotting stuff uh two i really like photography so i'm i'm really into a bit of an amateur you just got an iphone or what i use of? my iphone i take my my sony i have a sony uh and i sony camera that i take out now and again um yeah. and you know I, I i love it i don't really get social media to the center i I don't use hashtags and stuff like that, yeah, but yeah. I just post what I love. You know, yeah. I, I love wildlife. I, I, I love running. I love my family. I, yeah. I love education. So I, I'm, you know, I, I don't think I'm particularly exciting with my social media posts, but I, the stuff I love. So yeah, no, you get really, really good engagement. It's always really good, good content, and like you take a good photo as well, which often helps. So yeah. the social media. But also, you're like Strava following. You've got like got over like two and a half thousand followers on yeah. Strava. Like, was did that? When did that like? I don't know. I, I think. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's a combination of I take lots of pictures and I put mm. them on my, like, you know, my Strava is like got snakes on it. Like it's basically my, the same as my Instagram because yeah, yeah. It, all I'm doing is running and walking and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm probably not using it in the right way, but um, yeah, I don't know how that's evolved. I, I think you do, do you know what I think it might be? 
I think I do that many races around Asia. You make new friends, don't you? New yeah. followers and you, you sort of tag someone in or they've done the same segment as you and they add you. And yeah, I think it's by default of being, of doing a lot of, a lot of events and a lot of running. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's actually the, just you're, you're always so like welcoming and like, uh, and like happy and always saying hello to people. So yeah. Um, we're sitting here in Red Dot Running Store. Um, you're uh what surrounded by gear what's your what's your favorite gear or, or nutrition as well what like uh yeah what do you oh, what do you mate. use when you're out on the out on the trail well i've got to give red dot a shout out here because there is not a, a a place that i have been to that stocks so many amazing things for trail mountain ultra runners uh you know from a nutrition perspective there is nothing better than Tailwind. Sorry, there isn't anything better yeah, than yeah, Tailwind in terms fan. of its endurance fuel and its recovery uh, aspect. Um, Bix, Bix Hydration, uh, the Unived uh, gels I've now used. I'm using yeah, religiously. So from a tr- uh, nutrition and the salt tabs, the Unived salt tabs are awesome. So from a nutrition perspective, Red Dot is absolutely on it. Um, I run. I use T8, T8, incredible yeah, yeah. T8. You, I'm, I'm looking at a pair of like oh, pink women's T8. I got them. You, you've yeah, got them. Not they're they're, 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 they are women. They're not women's. No, no, they're women's. But the pink ones are, are, are yeah, a uni gender. No, I love T8. T8 just yeah, it's yeah, the best gear. It's it, yeah. best gear and rabbit and Hoka. But I've got to be controversial here. I'm actually a a massive Solomon, massive Solomon advocate, and I'm. You know, what do you? The, I, I've, the Solomon Pack for oh, me is the mate, is the best pack. Solomon yeah. Pack, but but the shoes, you know, the S Lab, the S Lab Ultra, like there just isn't a massive stock in in Singapore. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we just can't get hold of it. So I'm hoping that's going to change yeah. pretty soon. So Solomon, um, you know, I, I would say I love Hoka, Hoka for training, but racing, Solomon, you know, the Solomon racing shoes, trail, pretty incredible. In fact, the old S Labs. Yeah. The red and white ones, yeah, yeah. low profile, they're, they're incredible, you know, really incredible. So, um, yeah, no, I would say that's my favorite gear. Uh, socks, I still haven't found the best sock. If in anybody Gigi, out mate. there... Do you use in Gigi? I don't, I've used in Gigi, don't like them. You but don't like them, Yeah, no. I don't like, they're the ones that go over every toe. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not into them, too, no. many, too much coverage. Um, yeah. I use Compress Sport socks, but with, there's a big debate out there, what is the best trail running sock? Because... I don't think there is one. No one's got yeah. definitive. Mind you, I say that, and I like got awful blisters at, um, yeah, for the first time yeah, in H yeah, one. Yeah. But I've never had before. But no. yeah, but um, I really, really struggled in um, my yeah. latest race with them. But, Let's uh, do a podcast next podcast about socks. We someone yeah, is going to find the best sock. Yeah, yeah, it's out there. We just got to find it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think um, yeah, T eight have just uh, they've brought out a new um, a new waist thing as well on the on the uh, on the Sherpa shorts oh. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah T eight, there isn't a better running short in, in in the world at the moment. Yeah. Trail running, you know, the dries quickly. You can put water on it; doesn't feel heavy. It's just awesome. You can jump in the pool with them. They're incredible, yeah. and they last. Yeah. They last. They do. They I've last. got a pair like they've only that I've had for four years, and they're only just getting a split in the crutch. And they I'm like, I, I'm not throwing my commandos no, right. out. No. I, I get my like helper to sew them yeah. up for. They me. last. They're incredible. In fact, you know when you've done a tough race, when you've got a rip in your T8 shorts. I yeah. did Janda bike uh, last year. And it's the only race I've ever done that's like, you know, T8 shorts are like made of steel. Yeah, yeah. And I was ripping my T8 shorts. And you know you've raced hard when you've got a rip in your T8 shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I, I've given you a lot of shit in the training of like, oh, you go out too hard. Yeah. You don't do enough zone two training. Um, you know, like also pushing you on like a, like to look at diet stuff as well. Like, Because I think, I honestly believe that, I mean, you finished top 10 in Asia Trail Master Series. But I believe that you could be in like, uh, in, you know, top five as well going and obviously that's your goal to sort of race the this year what are you doing to try and improve like how are you trying to like get better oh yeah it's a good question it's a great question and you know I've, I've got to be openly honest and reflective you know i don't do enough i don't i don't i feel you know i beat myself up about this i i feel like i'm in you know sort of fulfilling 75 percent of my running potential but I don't think I, I could do more as well. It's not like I could, you know. I'm not saying I'm 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 doing all I can. I I I've, you know I hear what you've told me. Things like I need to I need to commute more. I need to I need run, to run. Commute, yeah. I need to run two places more. I need to build my aerobic base a bit more. I need to do more mileage every week. I'm doing the speed stuff. I'm doing the hill stuff, but I'm not doing the volume. Um, and I think that's the big one. And also, 
you know, I maybe need to look at my diet a little bit. Is it within my capacity? Yes. Uh, am I doing it? No. Do I need to? Definitely. Um, you know, my kids are still quite young. We do a lot with the kids, yeah. clubs, days out. I'm enjoying that. I think there will come a point where the table will flip and they'll be a bit more independent and I'll get a little bit more time yeah. to do some of the things that I really need to do. So looking at age category, you know, maybe... Well, you're, you're like 42 now, 42, right? So you've, yeah. got, you've got plenty of years. Yeah, I think yeah, the 45 yeah. plus is my zone because that's like proper masters. Like every race, 45 plus is a, yeah. is a masters. I reckon that's my... That's my zone to do to do well. Forty five plus. Yeah, 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 mate. You've still got you've still got so and but you've you've also started getting a coach as well recently, yeah, yeah, right? Andy as Dubois, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give Andy Dubois a shout out. He's uh, although fr I'm sure I frustrate him by my outrageous amount of races at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Andy's like, hold on, <laughs> you've got way too many races here. Yeah. I know, I'm sorry. We'll start training after the races. I mean, just put them as training runs. The training thing is, runs, yeah. I fucking know, you turn up at a race <laughs> line, you're this. not going to go easy, yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know uh, I don't know about you, Scott, but I, I struggle to differentiate between an A, B and a C race. You know, there is no such thing as a C race, right? When you're on the start line, you're like, Race yeah, line yeah. fever, it's a race, C race race. It's a C race. You get like five minutes in and realize you've got a podium chance. It's an A race, you yeah, know. So yeah. I'm just learning how to rein that in a little bit at the moment. But yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he will get you focused. <laughs> but um, mate, I'm very excited to see how this uh, this Asia Trail Master Series yeah, come, uh, comes too. along. And yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah, so the the final is in um, around Mount Bromo yeah, in um, yeah. in second of uh, December. Yeah, second and third of December. I can't remember what it's called, but it's. Uh, it's 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 in Indonesia, Sekipan Tawang Mangu. It's it's up a volcano. It's a current ultra. Basically, yeah. what they do the ATM finals, they hook onto an or a, 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 a race that's taking place already, yep. and, and they they have an aspect. Because it's been the the Malaysian Mountain Festival that's within right. the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But but normally it's actually it's only last year that they did an actual duel in the last final race, rather than that it takes. The, all of the top five points for each country, That's the top right. leaders for each country, and they kind of then play. So there's a kind of country side to it as well. And there then, is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Malaysia won it last year, so yeah, it, it was really brilliant last year. The it's Milton uh, Amat, is yeah, such it was a brilliant, and, and it was Malaysia, it was the Philippines, really strong teams. They're yeah. going to the World Trails this weekend. Yeah, they've got Both a few good runners. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Both will do well, male and female, really, really well balanced. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we tend not to. We went we, we, with uh, the expats and with Singapore last year, and, and you know it was more of an individual. You know, we're going there hopefully to try and get a top ten. You know, it wasn't. You know, we, we knew that we didn't really have a big chance as a, as a team, as a collective team, just because Malaysia and uh, you know Philippines were so strong. Who was in the expat? The one there's you, John Ellis, John uh, Jeff Campbell. John, Jeff was John. Um, David Longo yeah. was David there. Sherpa. Alessandro, okay, yeah. Fuck, that's an incredible good team, team yeah, good yeah. team, yeah. But then I don't think we had many females, and it, it works off five Both. females, five five males, and then like combined. Got you, yeah, yeah. So you would have had Vanya in a couple of Vanya, yeah. yeah. So we were okay. Singapore yeah. were okay, but I think Vietnam, I think Vietnam did okay. But I think unless you field a, a team of ten, yeah. five females, five five males, I think that's they're the teams that are going to do well, you know. Yeah. But Singapore, could we do? You know, if we got our best ten. 10 runners together, 10, 10 uh, 5 male, ten, 5 female, you know, we would we, be okay. Would If we got the best five expats in Asia, because it's Asia expats, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's about fielding a team and you've got to do the numbers. You've, you've got to build a, you know, you've got to have people that do the events to build the numbers up. So, yeah. Uh, Malaysia, Mal yeah, I'll be between Malaysia and uh, Philippines again this year. They're incredible. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. I think I'll try and get out and just at least come and cover it, and uh, maybe even get out for a bit of a run. But, um, but yeah, I don't expect yeah to, I, I, to keep up with you fast guys to be able to get in the Tilly, top mate, five. Hills. Yeah, yeah. You might be okay, it's mate. If it, if it's over a hundred k, then uh, that, they're, all, they're all a little bit short. Yeah, for, 75, for me, but, um, seventy-five yeah. or five thousand elevation. So um, yeah. yeah, similar to to Apple last year, which is a, I like that. Yeah. 75 with 5,000 is a nice... Yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure getting you on. And uh, yeah, I look forward to many more training runs with you and, uh, and following you this season. But yeah, keep up the good work, mate. And, uh, and yeah, thanks for coming to join us on the Thank podcast. Thank you for having me, Scott. Thank you. Legend. Take Cheers. Care. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. 
stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Mr. Rick Stockfish, how's it going, sir? It's been a while. It's been a while and we're, we're talking to each other from other sides of the world. But how are you, mate? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. Yeah. And it's uh, it's good to finally get back. Uh, yeah. Have a chat with you. You've like obviously moved uh, moved over to Barcelona and uh, um, and sort of exploring the trails in, the, in 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 Europe right now. Yeah, we're we're absolutely loving it here, mate. It's great, but uh, yeah, certainly admit got a little bit jealous hearing you talk to Chris about all your running exploits and certainly missed out on the on the mountain goat showdown. Well, you were there for the first round where, like, I, I lodged the 22 laps. You helped me through that. Um, man, it was tough. And uh, and the showdown was uh, was extremely, was probably tougher, actually, because I'd been in Australia for a couple of weeks beforehand and just lost all my acclimatization in, in Singapore. And it was, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was harder than the first one but no it's fun mate it was really good and it was good uh, listening it was good chatting about it with chris yeah i wanted to i wanted to ask you about that because obviously i listened back to the one the, the one you did with the the team up at um hardcore 100 like do you think the do you think doing mountain goats so close like helped you hindered you didn't really matter yeah it was great training it's really good training you doing 12 hours of of hills you don't want to do it too close but it's going to do nothing but help build your base and um most people don't do it most people recommend not to do that kind of amount of um that block of training like that it's you know any of any coach would probably say no unless you're coached by tomo who's just a freak uh, most people would say no that's stupid like maximum six hours but mate like i did two 12-hour sessions within a few weeks of each other and if you're if you're training for hundred milers when you're going to be out there for as I was thirty four hours in H one, it's it helped me for sure. Yeah, good mate. Well, no, like and uh, Chris has certainly uh, certainly put up, put down a good showing on the day, um, and he's, he seems to be smashing it wherever he turns up at the moment. Man, the speed of the guy is ridiculous. Like he is he he's just rapid on on uh, on slightly flatter. The only uh, uh, the fact that I beat him was uh, like honestly, really. If he had put his mind to it, he would have. He would have. But it's just not kind of his race. He wants to be racing physically against people in the kind of environment rather than a self-paced thing. Like he's he's like a different level, but uh, completely to me. But uh, I um yeah, the fact that he did ATM last year and finished top ten and uh, um and honestly, on like a flatter course, the dude is just fire like he's just so fast he's just a pocket rocket he's incredible like i i i've been saying to him i think he could be least top five top ultra runner in asia i mean obviously you've got the likes of um of john campbell who's uh, and then and then arnie and uh and milton Amat, and you've got some um you know you've got stingray and you've got yeah. um obviously in hong kong you've got um yeah stone and oh, obviously and yeah. uh but there's He's he could be up there, man, and like uh, on yeah. his day, like he can uh, on the right course, he could take anyone on. I need to check back in. Actually, I saw this morning. I was watching on this morning with the World Trail Running Championships, and Stingray was doing pretty well. Um, yeah, in the eighty K, he's so right in the see, middle of it now, isn't he? Where he is now, yeah, yeah. Um, it was interesting hearing Chris say like his theory that he because he's you know he's not that tall that he think that he thinks that works against him on the on the steeper stuff, but um, certainly doesn't seem to slow him down. No, I mean, actually, funnily enough, we were we were talking to Rob, um, Rob, who uh, who sort of was at the Red Dot Running Company, and he's an incredible runner himself. And he was just saying that actually the height doesn't make a difference; it's about the engine. And actually, you, um, you, yeah, I don't think like having longer legs or being shorter makes a difference. Like he's good at hills, but I just don't think he generally trains them enough. Um, but and it's probably not his ideal. But the fact that he finished top ten at Mount Apo is, you know, he can he can run hills. He's 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 good. Um, but he's just he's just a like really fun, brilliant guy as part of the community and stuff. Um, I'm interested in what the running style is like out in Europe, mate. I think that we're for us in Asia, we we kind of look out to, you know, that you've got Lavaredo happening in uh, in Italy in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, we've got like. 
Henry Loken, I was out, out for running with him on the track the other day and he's heading out for it. But yeah, there's around the Pyrenees and around, uh, there's plenty of races around Europe and we're about to go into that summer season of like UTMBs not too far away, but yeah, what's it like being out there on the trail? Yeah, there? yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, you know, we're living on the edge of the of a big national park here in Barcelona. And it's just like it's just miles of trails, mate. I mean, you've run some of them with my brother before, but um, it's just it's like a runner's playground, and and the standards just so high. So, like the the town we're in, which is just just to the north of Barcelona, like I think Spain's a pretty outdoors, sporty culture anyway. But this town's sort of even more well regarded for that. Um, and there's just the roads are constantly closed for bike races um, and there are signs up for trail events all over. Um, and there's just, just, there's just rapid dudes when you're running out um, for your kind of casual evening 10K. There's a lot of fast guys out there. Um, but now I saw like, we're just talking about the World Mountain um, Championships, which are on at the moment, like Spain just, just um, I think yesterday was announced that they're going to host them in 2025. Um, so that's the... That's the, the the combined mountain and world uh, mountain and trail world running championships. That that first one they had in Chiang Mai last year, um, and the second edition of which is happening right now. So now it's 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 great, and um, you know there's there's enough happening on the doorstep before I even look abroad to to places like Labrador. Yeah, having said that, it would be great to get you back out to Asia. We're we're like heading up to VMM in uh in September. I'm like, you have to come, mate. You have to come back. We we'll, we'll see if we can like uh get yeah, you yeah. The, uh, oh, no. yeah get you over. Tenth uh, anniversary. Um, it's gonna. I, I'm actually really excited about that event. I think I've been speaking to David uh, David Lloyd, the race director, quite a lot, and um, there's some great runners that are going to be coming out for that. And it just seems like they've just grained momentum over the last 10 years and we're going to have a uh some just a load of great athletes which are coming up for it so it's going to be a it's going to be it's going to be very good fun but um but yeah hopefully yeah, no, you can uh you can make it out as well because i know that you've got a few friends and family running as well yeah yeah i've got two two brothers-in-law who are going to be there but i saw i saw on david's driver it looks like he started training for a, an everesting attempt himself um so that'll be interesting. I know he's done a couple before. I think he's done he's done them on the bike. I can't remember if he's done one on foot, but this looks like he's training on foot for this one. Yeah, man, he's a fit dude. He's been like he, he like won a 5k race or something, or like uh, or he's been doing like spin tri- triathlons and yeah, he's uh it's dark. I mean, the thing is, big part of their business, right, is doing cycle tours around the Sapa yeah. region as well. So actually, one thing interestingly, I was chatting to Henry Loken when I was out. Uh, um, I can remember when I was out um, for on the track the other day, and he's been cycling a load. And he just said that cycling has improved his fitness just exponentially. And he's always been a right. very, very strong trail runner. But he's like he's he's fitter and stronger than he has ever been. And so it makes That's me realise I probably need to I need to get the Wahoo kicker out. It's gathering dust in my place at the moment. But yeah, I think cross training is just reminded me how important that is yeah it's just just finding that balance isn't it i know you've been um a bit of a convert to yoga this year and, and how much that's helped you as well so it's just just packing it all in yeah it's finding the time yeah and no, i've I had a yoga session today it's uh and i've like started so my my block at the moment is speed and strength as for a couple of months i'm gonna get strong yeah. um but yeah we uh and, and like tomo who's obviously been coaching me i'm like taking a couple of months off coaching but he is in a couple of months of intense 100 milers so he's out in uh he's out in the us he just did the dominion the old dominion course and finished second actually just last weekend um he's got western states coming up a couple of weeks esther Silag's going to be out in western states as well she just went for um for a tour out there recently uh so kind of the summer races are kind of, uh, are coming for for the u.s whilst hong kong is kind of in the quiet period i think in southeast asia and uh and and u.s there's some some races coming up um but yeah it'd be interesting i i, I yeah it's so good to see tomo knock off another five of his hundred milers in, in, in like six weeks, in six weeks time. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Really inspiring. Um, so yeah, so your next event is what well, your next big one is VMM, is it? Or have you got anything lined up before then? 
VMM, but actually over that same period, we've got the Solomon Force um, uh, Force Forest. There's like four races that are happening. Yeah, Yeah, there's a 50K, 42K, um, 25 and and 15, 23 it might be. Um, And so we're actually going to have Ash, the race director of that series. Yeah, he's coming on the podcast shortly. And it's a really cool series. Like I know, you know, it's been tough, like being a race director for trail races in Singapore, both managing M parks and also sort of, you know, just the fact that like COVID has put paid to any races over here for over the last couple of years, but they're UTMB points for the 50 and 42 K. And I'm like, I'm really keen for the, for the trail running community in Singapore to come out and just, um, and to get some competitive race coming on. Like I, I'm actually, it'll be interesting getting at a start line with, uh, with Chris on a 42 and 50 K compared to a, which is reasonably flat. He will yeah. absolutely annihilate me. Like the dude's <laughs> just going to smash it. Like, I mean, he, he beat Vanya in a race recently down in, um, uh, down in Indonesia, like quite convincingly. And obviously like, Vanya's incredible but there's a couple of other like i think malaki hopefully we can get him out to like he's he's like two he um he just did a two sorry 150 115 half marathon in cork um in right. ireland so he's legit man and so i think um if we if he comes out and races some of the faster stuff but um but yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm, I'm I'm interested in getting some speed work going because I'm just so slow. I think the both of us yeah, yeah. we like tend to be better at hills, right? Don't we? And uh, and longer stuff rather. Well, than... you're not far. You're not far from that Evans Road track, are you? So you get yourself yeah. up there a bit more often. And um, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like whenever you whenever you do get to track, you just think I should be doing this more often. But it's good. Know, the man, number, time, the number of times you must have you must have run past that place on on much longer runs so many times, but. Yeah, and slow. And it's good just like hammering it for a couple of minutes and then rest and hammering it, hammering it. It's, it's actually like realizes, it makes me realize how I've done way too much of my training over the years at zone two and thinking yeah. that that was good. And it, and you know what? It's probably, it's probably really improved my fitness, but it you, only gets you so far. And I think for any anyone that's training, you have to get your speed working. You just can't under index like getting the getting the hard speed work in so going up and down uh fort canning just doing my repeats there yeah, yeah. so you've been getting out for like a like hour-long runs every day up in the hills from barcelona yeah i mean it's just it's just um like i said like you, it's more just exploring than anything else because you just there's just so many side trails um and different routes through the mountains i need to get the bike out um get the mountain bike out mountain biking and e-biking is massive here um so you E-biking, can see why no, not allowed not allowed it's cheating you can see why um why spain does so well and 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 why it's bred so many great trail runners because it's just it's just the culture of just being outside long daylight hours great weather um and then you know just just lots of lumpy trails in in every direction um have you been out to a montserrat since you've been there no not done not done that yet that's on the list um it's just been a, a case of like settling getting our bearings but I mean, there's just there's mountains in every direction you look. So Montserrat's probably the most the most prominent, the most distinctive looking one, and that's a great run, isn't it? You've done that. Um, yeah, it goes up there as one of the best trail runs I've done in Europe. It's just in a, you come out on a monastery, and it's just spectacular. Yeah, yeah. yeah, your your brother gave me a good tour up there recently. But um, well, we'll have to, well, we'll have mate, to get you back again, mate. I will quite happily come out out to Europe and out to Spain and come trail running with you very soon. And uh, and hopefully we can get a work trip sorted for you and get you yeah, out yeah. to Asia before we know it. And uh, and fingers crossed, get you to VMM. It's going to be big, mate. It's gonna, yeah, yeah. VMM is where it's at this year. Um, I'm just doing the doing the 70k, which I think is in your. Yeah, you can you can do that too. Come on, let's do it. Let's see. Um, let's see if we can make happen, mate. But Rick, absolute pleasure, mate. Really good to catch good to up. See you, mate. Um, uh, I'll speak soon. Thank you, you, mate. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad.